This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, iced coffee sipping, flaming hot Cheeto finger licking, <laughs> hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von Rumpf. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be. And here with my beautiful kings and queens, I hope you are having a great week so far. Are you feeling good? Are you having a great week? If you're not, if you're feeling a bit shitty, shitty kitty type of a moment, don't you worry, boo-boo. I get it. That was me last week, but you have come to the right place. We're about to turn that frown upside down, boo. We got a great show in store for you today. Let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked, but my mental health score this week on a scale of one to 10, one being your local DMV on a hot summer day. There's no AC in the building and you're having to wait in line, just feeling miserable. That would be a one for me. 10 would be euphoric bliss. You're sitting in a beautiful cabana and an all expense paid trip to Hawaii. And you're just enjoying yourself, sipping on a delicious Mai Tai, living your best life. That would be a 10. So I'm definitely not there right now, mentally. I'd say if I had to rate it, I'm going to give myself a solid 7.2. That's where I'm at right now. Not completely shitty. I'm not in the dumps. I'm just on cruise control still right now. And I'm happy to be in that place. The first couple weeks of 2023, or any year for that matter, it's a bit depressing. At least for me, it is. And overwhelming. And plus, it's been super rainy and gloomy here, which I do love the gloomy, rainy weather. I'm a fan of it. I know a lot of people don't love that, especially if you live in it on the regular, but I never get to experience the rain in LA. We get it, what, three to five times a year and everybody's freaking out. <laughs> Everyone's losing their shit. LA is not equipped for the rain. Oh, we have flash flood warnings. Our streets are overwhelmed with water and traffic and just shit everywhere. Literal shit. <laughs> it's just, it's a mess. And so having to work in that, you know, driving around, I drive a lot for my job, you know, having to go to different showrooms and appointments and with clients. And so there's a lot of traffic, there's a lot of chaos happening because of the rain. And I've been a busy bitch. Oh, I've been so busy with clients. Starting off the year strong career-wise, I'm glad I have some established clients that are calling on me to style them and some new clients that I just met, and they're great too. And so that's kept me really busy. But whenever I get so overwhelmingly busy when it comes to my business life, something's got to give, and it's always going to be my personal life. And usually for me, that means sleep or exercise, which I like to do some sort of exercise at some point during the day, every single day, just break a sweat, even if it's just taking a nice walk, even for just 10 minutes. But right now I haven't been able to carve out that time. And so that along with not really sleeping that great, that's when my mental health will take a bit of a dip. And so we're all good in the hood. I'm going to get through this week and then we are set. I have a few days next week where I'm actually taking some time to reset, take some time for myself and actually decompress a little bit because in my profession, I have to be on. I'm meeting with agents and publicists and managers and clients all the time. And so I love working with people. I'm definitely a people person, but I got to recharge in my cocoon and avoid all human interaction. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do for about 48 hours next week. I recharge, apply my serums, do a nice workout, drink some water, do some cooking, once I feel a bit refreshed, I'll emerge from my little cocoon, a butterfly ready to take on the world, little Latino butterfly, spreading love and tahin to all the putas out there. All right, let's get into today's episode. This is a highly requested guest. I'm so happy that she came on. If you don't know who Corporate Natalie is, there's a strong chance you've probably seen one of her videos, if not several of them. Whether it's a friend, family member, or a work colleague, her videos are hilarious. And that's how I actually found out about Corporate Natalie. Someone had sent me one of her videos, and I was cracking up. I was like, oh, this girl's funny. And then I started to learn a little bit more about her. Corporate Natalie is a hustler. We love to celebrate strong women over here at the Low Life Podcast. She's out there doing her thing, making shit happen. And so I was so excited to have a conversation with her. So she works a corporate job. That's her shtick. She works a corporate job, but she's never actually disclosed where she actually works. There's a reason for that. Of course, she wants to protect her privacy and her job. 
but she started creating these really funny videos. She would poke fun at the corporate world, everything from having Zoom meetings to calling out sick, that corporate jargon that people start to speak in. It's like a different freaking language in that world. She would make these satirical videos talking about shitty bosses and corporate surveillance and just the everyday struggles of having to work a nine to five. And sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's actually great. A lot of times it could be a bit miserable. These videos started to pop off on TikTok. People started to love her shit. They started sharing it with their friends. And before you know it, she has over 800,000 followers on her social media platforms. Now she's working with huge brands. She's making money through sponsorship deals. She's ranking it in. Actually, Jason Tardik has his own management company, Rewired Talent. And she's one of the clients that he gets brand deals for. And so she's doing her thing. And this has been a great year for her. She just made Forbes 30 under 30 list, celebrating her accomplishments as an influencer. She was also named one of the top influencers to follow by E Network. And now she's here at the Low Life with us today. I enjoyed this conversation with her because we talk about how she got her start, the fearlessness that you have to have to put yourself out there, especially when it comes to putting yourself out personality wise online. It could be scary. People can be assholes and not everybody's going to like you. She's putting herself out there in the best way possible. And I asked her about getting her start, going viral with her videos. She has a new business venture that's very exciting. We also talk about corporate America, New Year's resolutions, dating life. I was curious to know about her dating life, specifically if she'd be down to date a guy who didn't have money because she's self-sustained. She doesn't need a guy to support her financially in any sort of way. But would she be down to date a broke dude? So I'd like to ask you the same question. Are you down to date a broke dude? who doesn't have any money, or a girl who doesn't have any money? Is that a red flag for you when it comes to dating? Like, if you know you're going to have to help support the person if things get serious because you make more money and they're going to need some help, you down to financially support somebody? Or would that be a bit of a red flag for you? Natalie and I had very different answers to this question. (laughs) And so we talk about relationships, horoscope signs, and of course, it wouldn't be a low-life podcast without rapid-fire questions. And she had some of the best answers. So without further ado, let's jump into today's very special conversation with Corporate Natalie. Hit it! Welcome to the Low Life Podcast, Natalie. Welcome, Queen. Oh my God, I'd say Queen. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Oh yeah, it's an honor and a privilege. I've only heard great things about you and I'm excited to have you here because, well, here's the thing. When it comes to corporate America, I feel like, I mean, people look at it and they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, that's just a lot. And there's a lot of people right now listening to this that want to get out of corporate America. They want to go the entrepreneur route. I get that. Like having your own business, that's amazing. And I I always encourage people to try and have your own side hustle or do your own business. But reality is there's a lot of people still in it. Corporate America Mm -hmm. is thriving. It's still a thing. And so for someone that still has a foot in those waters and I guess also entrepreneur waters, your own business, your own brand that you've created. I would love to get your take on the climate right now. How are you feeling about corporate America and how you feel about it like moving into the future? I love that. So I think corporate Natalie is an interesting character because I have my foot in in both spaces, as you say. So like when I go to these influencer events or something, they're like, what's corporate America is so foreign to influencers and like, so it's like, so, so you just sit at a desk and like, what do you, what do you mean? Nine to five. Yeah. And then when I go to like a Revolve party or something, my corporate American following is like, what are you doing there? Like, you don't belong there. Go back to your desk. You know, so it's like, I I sort of try to play both. But I think corporate America has changed drastically. With work from home, there's so much more comfort. You're in your own space. You're seeing things you've never seen in your coworkers. There's more intimacy and like, this is my bed literally behind me right now. Like, you would never see your coworkers bed. Like, it's just weird things like that. So I think it's opened the door. It's beautiful, by the way. I love your aesthetic. Thank you so much. I just moved. That means so much to me. Thank you. You're (laughs) doing creams, neutral tones, a little bit of bold black behind you. There's no color. That's not allowed in this room. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. I love, I'm on the same tip as you. If you kind of know, I, I see, mean, just, it's all yes, cream white. Totally. I have one sage green pillow and that's the most color well, I'll that's allow. crazy. That's crazy of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to feel like a monastery. Exactly. Exactly. Very sterile. Yeah, that's the vibe. I think now, like you said, people have the time and the ability to explore these entrepreneurial avenues or these content creation avenues that they've been either told was wrong before and your company's like, you should never be posting videos on social media or, you know, they didn't have time. They're spending an hour each way commuting to work that they can now spend, you know, making content, pursuing a yeah. business. So I think it's totally changing and it's really exciting to see. And I'm glad I could, in the very beginning, kind of bring light to these weird nuances of corporate America. Oh, you absolutely did. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't follow you, first of all, go follow her right now. It's at Corporate Natalie, right? On TikTok yes. and Instagram. And Instagram. I do just kind of satirical okay. bits, making fun of work from home, corporate life, just anything yes. you probably experience. On this Zoom, we'll probably get some bits out of this if we have some technical issues, but yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but like you are, I mean, beautiful, smart, but above all that, this queen is witty. You got a great sense of humor. It's such a turn on. So and so I'd like to know, did you grow up in a funny house? Who'd you get this sense of humor from? Is it your mom, your dad? Give me a little backstory here. Oh my gosh. So I'm honored. First of all, I just want to rewind here that it's a turn on. If any males are listening to this, please listen to what was just said. I, I hope you find it attractive <laughs> that I make jokes and I'm on TikTok. Thank you. That, that space, the dating yeah. space is a little tough right now. Anyway, moving on. I've always been, we can talk about that later. I've always been funny. Like my dad is hilarious. I've always been funny. That's so annoying to say. I've always used humor as like my greatest asset. I've done improv. I probably use humor to a fault. Oh, really? Yes. In like high school, I did improv in college a little bit. I'm always just the one at the table that's like telling the stories and making everyone laugh. Like that's, that makes, that's my love language is people around me laughing. And I think it's funny because there's a lot of creators that you meet them and they do like comedy or humor related TikToks or something and they're kind of awkward or like not funny and kind of shy and yes. introverted. And I'm like the biggest extrovert. Like I meet fans, I'm like, let's take a shot. Like I love people <laughs> and I'm like, I'm crazy and I love that. So I think Corbinale is just like one avenue of how I express humor in my life. So yes, always been. Oh, you've been doing this your whole life. I, I, my whole life's a bit. Are you kidding me? I use humor to never address my own emotions. Of, of course, that's my Oh life. my God, <laughs> dealing with past traumas through some humor. Let's laugh about and, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's laugh about it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I'm just curious, your Zodiac sign. It's such an LA thing to ask, but I don't give a shit. I'm asking it. I just because that. you have a very calming, beautiful energy about you. I want to say a little bit of Virgo just because your place is very clean. Okay. But like, I don't know, because the creative side, I don't know if Virgos are known as being super creative. They're more analytical. Yes. And so I'm thinking, I don't, you're giving me cancer energy, water sign energy, cancer. I feel like you're a Scorpio though, personally. Okay. Wait, I but, love these predictions. Okay. Both my parents are Virgos. So I have that. My, my sweet mother helped me with this whole, everything you're seeing back here. I am a an Aries. Does that oh, surprise you? Nice. I, I feel that does I feel very me. I love that you say I'm comic. I'm like very I'm a ram. I'm totally everything in my life I tackle head on. I am very Aries, but I'm literally so honored that you think I have a calming presence. Tell my roommates that. They would not agree. <laughs> they would definitely not agree. Well, so Aries, so you're in the same that's oh Aries are super creative. We're talking Jesse J, I think Lady Gaga. Is Mariah Carey an Aries as well? I believe I'm not, so. I don't live in LA, so I can't uh, like relate to the whole star sign. Are you into any of that shit? Horoscopes and I, stuff? Only, only when it applies to me. I will absolutely. Fair. But if it doesn't, I completely ignore and say this whole thing is a farce. So yeah. it depends on the day. <laughs> Unless yeah. it's directly. Yeah, impacting it, yeah exactly. You. Yeah, it has to do with you. I want to ask you a little bit about starting TikTok, getting on that trend. You found, so this is what, from the outside looking in, you basically found a niche, a very specific niche, and you are the queen for millennials. And I mean, I don't even know how old you are. I mean, you look all of 21 years old, but who knows? In the, this Thank day you. and age, you know, there's a lot of help out there. And so have you frozen the hands of time just because you look young? And so, that's, you're so sweet. <laughs> I'm 25. My followers okay. think I'm 40. Um, so that's really fun. Wait, I'm like, for real? The, bo the Botox isn't working. I'm going to have to call my doctor on that one. <laughs> yes, 25. But yeah, I don't know. I, I started TikTok doing just like as a complete joke, I sent one of my friend, I'm like, I'm going to be famous. I like to like tackle things and just totally like 
I, I don't do anything halfway. Like I'm like, I make one TikTok, I make 40. Like that's the first day of downloading the app. Like let's, let's dive in. Oh, you went um, in strong. Oh yeah. And not even with the intention of anything, just like, because I thought it was hilarious and I wanted to send them to my friends. And then like a couple went viral and this, this niche definitely was one that was kind of unexplored and undiscovered. And then I really just, just rode with that. And now I do like kind of some other comedy stuff, but it's exciting having this corporate avenue, especially for like working with B2B partners and companies that would never be on TikTok before. Like I work with Microsoft, Dell, like think companies that weren't doing really influencer marketing are able to work with corporate Natalie in a kind of unique way. So I think it's wow. it's unlocked a lot of doors for me, which I'm excited about. Are you just banking it right now with sponsorships and stuff? Because that's a side hustle, but like it also sounds like it could be a full-time job in that sense. Yeah, I think I'm unique in the sense of I really do view it as a business and I think every influencer should do this. You should view yourself and your brand as a as a business and you need to have insurance in case anything bad happens. You need to have contingency plans if x y or z were to occur and you also need to sell yourself and, you know, make as much money as you possibly can and tell your story in a way that sells you to these brand partners because at the end of the day, you know, people get mad when their sponsored content or influencers do things. It's like for a lot of people, this is their full-time job. Like they need right. to monetize in some way and put food on the table. So you should be like commenting, yes, queen, like we love ads and whatever. And if you don't, then give them feedback on how it could be better. That's a really but interesting yeah. take. You're right. For a lot of people, this is how they're making their money. It's their sole income. And so it's even like on this podcast, you know, when we get sponsors and stuff, I'm so transparent with like, Hey guys, we don't have sponsors yet. Like when I first started the show yeah. and I was like, it'd be really awesome if we could make some money here. So <laughs> Is that, anyone listening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that we could stay afloat, so that I totally. could still pay to put this show out. And so as we got sponsors, it was funny because I, I intentionally take sponsors like shit that I actually use. I'm not going to sell bullshit on the show. I only want it to be totally. stuff that I'm actually, you know, thoroughly enjoying or have tried it and can recommend it. And so with that, when I get sponsors now, people are actually like, yeah, like I was so excited to hear that ad read said nobody ever in a podcast. Literally. Oh, no, they love it. But I think TikTok like, too really is so supportive. They're like, yes, get that bag. Instagram's a little more, I don't know. It just depends on the audience. Do but. you think, because Instagram's a bit more for millennials, I'd say, but of course, TikTok, we're dealing with, what is it? The Gen Zers, these youngsters right there. So, wait, yes. but you're technically Gen Z too, no? I like to put my foot in both. I'm cusp millennial. So I like to sometimes okay. say I'm a millennial and sometimes like to be a little Gen Z baddie. Yeah, <laughs> depends. Yeah, it just depends on what platform you're on. Totally. I like yeah. to just mold my personality to every set. I'm on a date. I'm like, oh, you like yoga instructors? I am one. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Can't touch my toes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when it comes to like making money and stuff on TikTok and Instagram, have you noticed like, oh, I make so much more on Instagram or I would make way more on TikTok? Because a lot of, I feel like the engagement on TikTok, the authenticity still feels like it's there. Instagram feels a bit more corporate now. It is. It is very corporate. It's owned mm -hmm. by Facebook, you, you know? And so I, I know yeah. TikTok's going in that direction, but have you noticed a difference in like, oh, I'm going to make so much more here rather than there? You know, how do you decide where to put more effort or is it pretty even? I'm just, how does this whole thing work? It's, it's fascinating to me. No, it is. It's so crazy. And I feel like I kind of taught myself and try, I was very self-taught. So everything I say on these podcasts or to people, it's like, this is just my opinion of it. Like I'm sure another creator is having an entirely different experience. Oh, I love that. But, this is, yeah, your firsthand yeah, experience. Just, I mean, we're all kind of, and content creation's lonely. I mean, you're just kind of alone in it, making videos, like not really sure how to navigate. So yeah, this is my experience. But I think alcohol brands with a lot of like regulatory issues can't be on TikTok. So like a lot of huge alcohol brands, White Claw, I worked with Franzia, whatever, are they can only do Instagram. So that's an interesting okay. like, in terms of monetization, they have certain platforms they can do. I also think Instagram, you have stories, you have other outlets that you can do that maybe you can beef up the price, but it really, it depends. Some, some, it depends on the campaign. They're like, we're launching a TikTok campaign. It's whatever the ad agency is like, we have this awesome idea for X, Y, Z and you know, whatever. I always like, I'm like, yeah. thank you for this light suggestion. I won't be doing a day in the life, get ready with me because no one gives a flying <laughs> shit about me getting ready. So thank you. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I'd want to. I want to see you apply those serums. I want to know what is that. Do you want to get ready routine? with me? Yes. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> do you want to get ready with me? Let's do it. So I'm honored. <laughs> okay. I want to talk to you about quiet quitting. This is a term that I didn't even know about. So I've dipped my toes in corporate America. I worked for a high-end retailer, Louis Vuitton and Burberry, back in the day, and I thought to myself. I'm going to just sleep my way to the top and I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm running this f***ing company. 
And so I didn't. It was exhausting. And and it was very corporate there. We had corporate visits. And I just remember I worked there for years. And I just remember being there and thinking like I I had a boss who I couldn't stand. Just one of the worst people on the planet. Oh, no. she was just mean, manipulative. I mean, she had like her family working there. And it was, I mean, how much could you kiss this person's ass is basically like that was the scale on on moving up in this particular environment. And everyone was just freaking tap dancing <laughs> when, when she would walk in. She was the totally. GM and then she became regional and then she, you know, had the whole West Coast. And so, and she was, oh God, she was, the devil wears Burberry. She's the fucking worst person. The fashion space is so hierarchical. It's insane. Like yes. your stories from friends. And they also, they don't pay you well. You're like, okay, no. one, ba- one bag costs more than my salary. Like, can we please... Can you give me a little more? I'm working 80 hours a week. Like all my friends just grind so hard in the fashion retail space. It's, oh my God, I'm sorry. And, I, and it, it sucked. Yeah, I worked sales and then I did VIP relations. And no matter what space I was in, I, I wasn't happy. I loved the clients, people I worked with. That was fine. But the actual corporate side of it was the fucking worst. And so I didn't have a good experience. And that's what actually kind of pushed me into a free fall of, I think I'm going to try the styling thing out. And I just threw myself into it. You're still in that corporate space though. And so I hear this term called quiet quitting. And so I had to look into it. And so quiet quitting is basically just establishing boundaries. Boundaries in the workplace is what it sounds like to me. And so let's say you have a corporate job and you're working, you know, an eight to five, and usually you would go overtime or you're going to take on that extra project or you're going to bring in the fucking muffins for the morning meeting or stuff like that to go above and beyond what the actual job description is. Instead of doing that, you're really putting up those healthy boundaries, leaving at the time you should, not answering emails after work hours, really going above and beyond just doing what your job description is and doing a great job at just that. And leaving it there, as opposed to really having that hustle, grind, you know, I got to totally. prove myself. So I think that's pretty much what it is, but I could be off base. Yeah, kind of like meeting expectations versus exceeding, I, sure. I would say. I think it manifests in a couple of ways. It's definitely important to set these boundaries and, you know, you shouldn't be grinding so hard. I think America specifically, like you live to work, you don't work to live. And in all other countries, anywhere you go, they're just like, oh, yeah, I clock out right at five. I'm not working a second later. And that's just the reality of life anywhere but here. So I think there is, it is important to set boundaries. I do think with work from home, there's a lot of ways, and my, the corporate Natalie, my character, exploits this to really take advantage of the system. And I think a lot of people, especially, it's, it's sad that like layoffs are happening right now. We're heading into yeah. a potential recession. And I think it's when you see people being laid off and not meeting expectations and doing this, it's like, you feel bad and you you probably questioning, like, did I work hard enough? I don't know. And I think in work from home, it's hard to show that you're working hard enough because you can't show up to work with muffins and be there and make your presence known. You have to do it in other ways. And I always say with quiet quitting, you know, make sure you're doing enough to where you're proud of the work you're, you're putting out there and it's, you're not taking advantage of the system because at a time like this, it's, you know, you should be thankful to be employed. It's, it's scary. It's, I have so many friends that are getting laid off right now and it's just like, yeah, you you could be shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a very maybe pessimistic take of quiet quitting. I think quiet quitting is very powerful and it is helping to establish these boundaries, but I just think it's important to address like, you know, don't be corporate Natalie. (laughs) It's a joke (laughs) for a reason. Right. (laughs) Don't be, yeah, just, it's fun to laugh at. Just leave it there, fam. Yeah, totally. Just laugh and carry on and do your job. <laughs> hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. 
When it comes to working in a corporate space, first of all, the one thing that was said to me going into this conversation with you was talk about anything you want. The only thing is don't talk about her last name, which was just released publicly. So <laughs> there's that. And also <laughs> they're like, no one knows her last name. So corporate yeah. Natalie, just go with that. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And also she can't disclose where she works. And so then all of a sudden I was like, all I want to know now. Is where she well, that's works. all I want to know. That's all yeah. I care about now. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's working corporate. Is she working for freaking Metaverse over here? Is she in Zuckerberg's pocket? We have just applied the sweet baby rays. Yeah, I'm in space. Yeah, she's with yeah. Elon. <laughs> no, literally, no, it's nothing to do with that. Honestly, so both of those things are for my personal privacy. I think Got it. I never intended, like I said in the beginning, to be this like influencer, public figure, whatever. I have curiosity of course if anyone wanted to find out who I of course you can like it's not oh, yeah. that hard I just in an effort to protect like my family and my job like things that just are kind of integral to my personal life that I'm not and most influencers want to share their entire life and that's like their platform and being real and comfortable sharing every single moment I find solace in having that separation and being like these are my personal real relationships and this is my public persona and so I think you know, with my job, I mean, I've had transparently some career shifts through corporate Natalie that I'm now in a space of doing, you know, more very flexible hours work, you know, having my foot, of course, in corporate America, doing consulting. I start, actually started a business with my roommate, which was super exciting. So oh, just cool. being able to try a bunch of other things. But Wait, what, what kind yeah, of business did you start? I started a virtual assistant company for influencers. So hmm. pairing influencers with who need just a little admin help, like you're getting all these inbound emails. It's mostly for people who are kind of just getting into it. Maybe they still work that full-time job and they need help with just managing, you know, okay, let's send the brand the video. Let's do calendaring. Let's schedule the blocks between my work calendar and my personal. So we have oh, about like, awesome. 10 clients right now. And oh it's, my God, it's exciting. Yeah. Thank Wait, you. can I link it? I'll link it in this episode for anyone listening that's oh an influencer gosh. and would love to check it out. We'll for sure You're link so it. Sweet. Yeah, okay, I, I love that. Okay, so when it comes to toxic culture up in the workplace, that's a thing. And it's rough out on them streets. And so when you're dealing, are you back in the office? That's my first question. Like, are you back in the office at all right no, now? No, no. I just got a WeWork subscription to try to like leave my room, you know, occasionally. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you so watch we'll that see. documentary on Hulu on WeWork? WeWork is using desks and co-working to enter into the larger category of life. Oh, obsessed, yes. Oh, fascinating. Crazy. Yeah. My dad met him. My dad oh, met really? the guy. Yeah, so Oh, yeah, he is an oddball, but I mean, I love that type of weirdo personality. I'm so intrigued yes. by it. I, I, like Elizabeth Holmes, I love those. I, I watch that yeah. show, it's like it's, I love it. Oh, she just got sentenced, Elizabeth Holmes, to, was it 12 years? 11 or 12, yeah. Yeah, Crazy. damn. And she's pregnant. She's preggers in prison. Anyway. Is that allowed? I know. Is that allowed? Yeah, I know. She's going to be having that baby in jail. With toxic <laughs> culture, though, so you're not back in the office, but there are a lot of people that are going back, right? And I've, I've read a few articles that were saying that, you know, this was in like the New York Times and stuff, and they were talking about like internet surveillance. And so if you're working remote and you have those little check-ins where you have to move your mouse and like stuff like that, and also, you know, checking in with your employer and, and there's a way of software being installed in your work computer and your laptop that could basically just check your productivity. And if it slows down, that's great. But there's also a big fault side to that. There's a shitty part about it. And so, you know, people's pay if they're getting an increase at the end of the year and bonuses and stuff like that could be jeopardized. Sometimes it's really not a fair gauge. And so what are your thoughts on surveilling your laptop, is that happening to you? And then I want to talk about toxic relationships in the workplace. Because now that you're not there, but for people that are there, and I'm sure you've dealt with them in your career, for sure, just really mm -hmm. difficult people and how to navigate those ones. Like, oh God, playing nice in the sandbox is tough, especially if someone's really cutthroat and you can't stand them and you know they don't have your best interests. So it's a loaded totally. question, but we'll take- A lot internet. to unpack. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Let's so start with internet surveillance. Is, are you, is yes. your laptop being monitored? Mine's not personally. I would no, that wouldn't. Work. I'd be fired immediately. But I think with bigger companies, when you're given a laptop, there's firmware, there's stuff that, of course, like 
you know, you should keep it at least professional. I think the the stuff you're talking about is the productivity measurement stuff. And I completely right. disagree with that. I think productivity can't be measured in a standardized way. I have ADHD, for example. It takes me longer to maybe do a task than it does someone else. And the amount that I'm spending drafting an email should not be compared to my peer. If I send the email, you know, after hours and I get it done and they do too, that should be quantified in the same way. I think it's scary that like you're then forced to wiggle your mouse and do things that you're just so stressed at the thought of not being clocked in that you're actually losing productivity that you could be applying to actual real work. My roommate, actually, she was working in sales. She's now a teacher, probably because of this story. But right when COVID hit, they all had to keep their cameras on and stare at each other for eight hours in the day. Oh, my God. Like, hi, you have to ask your coworkers, can I go to the bathroom? Like, that's just, that's not right. So it is, I think it's just, it's very toxic. It's scary. I think, but the trust, you know, it kind of ties back to quiet quitting. It's like, how do you build that trust with your coworkers that you are providing output? You deserve to be employed here. And then how can corporate America and companies cool it and just trust that people will get their stuff done? I mean, I would like to inherently believe that like, not everyone wants to just lay down all day. I mean, sometimes I do, but I just, yeah. you know, you want, you <laughs> like, want to think that awesome. I'm like, wait, actually, I'm onto something here. No. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's, having it's to log in and, you know, be present for, you know, six to eight hours on a Zoom, it's just a lot. It's exhausting. And no one is made for that. Like, no. he, like humans shouldn't be existing in that way. Come on now. We could do yeah. better than that. Have you been backstabbed in the workplace? Have you had someone like working girl, Melanie Griffith? Please tell me you've seen it. No, yes, but I have not been backstabbed. I have not. I'm like, I've actually, I've been really fortunate, especially with women. I think women reporting to women sometimes results in like competitiveness or something. And I'm only saying this because that's just the stories I hear from friends who when they have like problems, it's like, oh, she like, there's always like an, like she's jealous or whatever, something like it just gets catty. I'm sure you've seen that in, when you were in corporate America, but yeah. I think I've been so fortunate, both the woman and men who I've reported to or worked with have been so supportive. And even with the corporate Natalie stuff, like I was working in tech at the time and it was, you know, let's give you a promotion and get you into marketing and help you. Like, I've just, I feel, I have nothing bad to say about the people I've worked with, even though my, wow. my platform may, may, may make you think that, but I wish I had a juicy story about, you know, something bad, but I just, no, I, I actually love to hear <laughs> that you haven't experienced that. That's great. I mean, definitely some weird dudes, but that's a different, that's not backstabbing. That's just like creepy, like Bill Cosby vibes. Oh, wow. That's extreme. Yes. Okay. Not that bad, but <laughs> <laughs> creepy men, like, yes, in the workplace, but not, not flipping you a roofie with jello. No. Yeah. No, that did Thank not, God. that did not happen. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, at least in my experience, it's the men are very respectful of, and I say men, women can do it too. Sorry, I want to be totally politically correct. Anyone yeah. can do something bad. But yes, I've experienced one-off comments here and there. But for example, my story was that someone else, my other manager saw it happening and put an absolute end to it. And it was like, you know, a, a couple comments and, or you know, which is very thankful to have like that network of no one's going to be like a passive bystander. Right. And if anyone's listening and they do have an experience that's horrible, like, I do not want to discredit your story. Like that's horrible and it still happens and it's inappropriate. It can happen virtually. It can happen in person. So, you know, I do want to say like any workplace discrimination is absolutely not tolerated. not cool. No. Yeah. You said you were going to a WeWork right now or you just signed up for that so you can get out Mm -hmm. of your spot and actually be in some sort of an office setting. Yeah. Would you like to go back to the office though? Well, you know, what's weird is I, I feel, so I'm 25. I feel sort of, the pandemic, I had one year basically of working in the real the real world. And I feel kind of robbed of, you know, the going to the office and maybe like seeing a cute guy in the elevator and going yeah. to a happy hour with your team. And I know that sounds silly. And I'm sure people who are like over the age of 40 who are sick and tired of it and married with kids <laughs> are like, no, absolutely not. But weirdly for me, like I, I crave this like companionship. I don't know what the right word is, but just having the camaraderie of being in an office. So yes, I do miss that. I do want that. I think I was too young to be like so exhausted and tired by the way things were. Cause for me, it was just like all new and exciting and I, it just ended. So I feel bad for people that the new classes of kids that are coming straight from college that never got the elevator interaction with a cute guy or anything. It's it's sad. (laughs) The office crush situation. like Totally. Like going to work and being excited about like someone who's sitting at the desk next to you. Are you kidding me? Like, 
That's it's cute. so hot. Yeah, it's, it's so, so hot. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, till it's not. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I'm curious to ask, what is a corporate skill that you've learned? The, actually, you answered this on TikTok, and I loved it. And so I want to, I want you to answer it on here, just because you gave a great answer, and you don't have to give the same one. But what is a corporate survival skill you wish you knew sooner? Track everything you're doing. I said this on TikTok, but also track, I'll say outside of what I said on TikTok, track your wins. Or if anyone sends you even a Slack message that's like, great job today in the presentation, screenshot it and put it somewhere. Oh. Like any words of affirmation that you get or positive things or comments, just keep tallies of. So you can say at the end of the year, like people have said this many good things about me. I did X, Y, Z. And you have these tangible things of like, and it makes you kind of feel good. That's like a weird just like note to make, but it's kind of these positive affirmations. You get it and it's exciting and you have this fleeting moment of being like, oh great, they like to be excited, but like save it, you know, you should have yeah. that. That's exciting. And you work really hard and track that and have that. It's so quickly we forget too. I mean, I forgot what I had for breakfast yesterday. You know what I mean? Yet alone, like if you have these small wins along the way, it is important totally. to track those. Like I just wrote down that you called me pretty and I'll just remember that for the rest of my life. <laughs> You're beautiful. Low said it. There you go. Little words of affirmation. <laughs> Okay, when it comes to the new year coming up, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? I want to ask if you have any New Year's resolutions for 2023. I do. Okay, I love goal setting resolutions. I write them down. I have my 2022 goals right here. Are you a manifester? So one of my goals is to be more of a manifester and put out into the world what I want. I think with humor, I'm so self-deprecating. And in my personal, like, it's it's just, I use it as a tool to whatever. And I want to actually, like, manifest greatness and put out into the world. And, you know, I'm proud of myself and I'm beautiful and I'm, you know, and I, I believe these things about me, but I don't really take time to say it. And really in my, like, normal conversations in real life, I shouldn't, you know, I'll be talking to my roommates, I'm beautiful. No, not like that. But, like, <laughs> just manifesting, like, you know, I'm really proud of getting Forbes 30 under 30. That was awesome. And like, I, next year I want to do this. And I don't know. I think especially with, I have like an amazing network of female friends that we're all so like uplifting of each other. It's exciting to see. I think that's unique and, you know, just yeah. support, like affirming my friends and receiving that and internalizing it. So yeah, but huge goal setter. Love it. Forbes 30 yeah. under 30 was li literally on my goal list from 2021 and 2022. Wow. And I got it this year. So I'm like so happy. But yes, yeah. I love goal setting. Well, I was going to say for 2023, just keep doing what you're doing and freaking killing it. And yeah. Oh my gosh. And for me, well, honestly, boundaries are a big thing for 2023 for me is Love. the art of saying no to things because mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult for me to say that or I will say no, but I always have to give some sort of an explanation. It's rooted in childhood. And yeah. so always having to explain myself where I shouldn't have to do that. Sometimes no is just no. And you could be okay I with that. I can't make it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I can't make it. Sorry. You don't need to say what or why the reason you can't I make, make it. up such elaborate lies. I'm like, I tripped. I hit my head. I'm going to the hospital. Like, just say, you know, no, you're not. You're not concussed. Everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I love so, that. I, that's something I just want to work on for myself. But I, just like you, I love setting goals. I'm really big on manifestation with the new year relationships. I know you mentioned, you know, putting yourself out there dating. What type of guy are you into? And would you date a broke dude? Because you got your shit together. Baby's making yes. money. You would. Oh my gosh. I would totally, I don't, yes. I would date someone. You don't mind if a guy's with, broke is a joke. I don't care. My last boyfriend was a kayak instructor and I did not care. Okay. I really like, <laughs> I, I just, that. I don't, yeah. I also just think I was raised in a way, like I have no preconceived notions of who should be bringing in money or anything. Like I am happy are some to. So for some reason, I, I respect what you just said and I wish I could live my life like that because yeah. for me, a deal breaker is, yeah, I need financial stability. Not necessarily you need to be rolling in dough, just for me personally. And I know this is and an that's unpopular so opinion, yeah. but like what I bring to the table, you could bring that, if not that more. And so we could run alongside each other because I have dated someone that was trying to find their dream and run with it. And I felt like I was having to like carry them through to the finish line. I want someone to just run alongside me. And so I know people yeah. hear that and some people will be like, you Anna Nicole Smith, you gold digger. Not. No. I'm just saying I have some gold 
I'd like more, but I'd also like the person to have something to work with too. Just we're not like struggling. I just want it to be comfortable, especially if I want kids, which I do. That's so fair. I think mine is, you know, you said they're still figuring themselves out and stuff. I definitely want someone who knows what they're passionate about. But if that passion is, you know, being an artist and it's not going as well as hoped, like that's okay. You know, like if, if they're content and proud of what they're doing, then like that's, that's the most attractive thing ever. So I think, I don't know. I mean, maybe this will change as I, you know, if I continue, obviously (laughs) my last relationship didn't work for a multitude of reasons, but. How long were you dating in your last relationship? Like five, six months. Okay. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like been in, I've been in a few relationships, my uh, like three-year college relationship. I don't know. With every relationship, you just learn what you want more. But yeah, I'm dating. We'll see. I think like, I don't like to put that on my goals or like resolutions list because it's just so out of my control. Yeah. But just like being open. One of my biggest resolution is like being present, monotasking. I like to do a million things at once. I want to like focus. Like if I open Hinge, I want to be on Hinge. I don't want to be on Hinge, be watching TV, be also on my email, like be on Hinge and try to find someone you like and go on a date, you know, follow through with that. So that's one of my goals. But yes, definitely open to dating. If anyone's listening, hot, single, yeah, no money. No No money. (laughs) What if, okay, you meet a guy, let's say he's, I don't know, a freaking surf instructor. You hit it off, great energy. He's everything you want and more. I don't know. I picture you with like a tall chocolate man, uh, athletic build with the five o'clock shadow. He's close to his mom. He has a sister too. Maybe like that, that or an Italian dude. That's kind of what I see you with. <laughs> and so some sort of an athlete, like athlete, but an athletic build, but like not an athlete just because that's exhausting for you. Totally. And just, you have enough on your plate already. You don't have to deal with like all these women throwing themselves at this guy, you know, like it's just too much, but let's say you meet this type of dude and he has like three kids. You down, you down for a, a daddy yeah. with some, some kids. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say, yes, I think at 25 right now, I'd be lying if I said my lifestyle is conducive to stepping in in any sort of maternal way for someone. Julia Um, Roberts and stepmom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't think I could do that right now, but I do think, and I've said this, and I I don't. The way you answer though is so. It's like I'm asking you to date me and my kids. You're like, hey, like so gentle and like letting me down, like. Yeah, I was literally just in a public like restroom and this there was this kid next to me and I'm just I'm ne- I'm never around kids and like his mom was in using the restroom and I'm like, "Hi." And he's like, "Hi, he's so cute." I'm like, "What's your name?" I don't even know how to talk to this thing. I'm like, <laughs> like thing. I'm so this thing like he goes, "Nick." I'm like, "Okay, cool, cool, cool." Go on yeah. my phone as if I'm like at a bar awkwardly, like not wanting to talk to a guy. I didn't know what to do. So I just am awkward around kids right now, but that's just the stage of life that I'm in. But I would be, I would be someone's second wife, like not, not in a polygamous way. Like if they were married, it didn't work out. And then they, now that, yeah, I would be a sister wife. No, but if it, they were married, it didn't work out. And now they kind of more so know what they want. That would yeah. be like great for me. Like I'm actually think, not mad at that at all. I think that actually could be yeah. great because it's like, oh, you learn, hopefully you learn something from that relationship. It was probably when you were younger and you got it out of your system and now you could be happier. Yeah, yeah. With, I, me. with me. Yeah, <laughs> with me. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I plan on having a few marriages under my belt. And so- Yes, I always say my second husband will be this, my first will be, yeah, totally. Yeah, why You have to not? be open. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Natalie, here at the Low Life Podcast, we have a tradition of rapid fire questions. So let's get into it. Here we go. First one up, cottage on the beach or a cabin in the woods? Cottage on the beach. I do wear sunscreen on my face every day, but I love laying out and tanning. It's a horrible thing to say for all the dermatologists out there. Damn but I'm it. Like such a sun. I love the sun. Okay. <laughs> just put the SPF on though, please. I know. You know? I and know. then use my- a retinol just to keep this preserved. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you're putting that retinol serum. Uh, celebrity crush. Use a celebrity crush for you. Male, female, whoever. Anyone you're... Loving right now? Timothy Chalamet, Charlie really? Puth. Yes. I actually really like like really scrawny guys. It's kind of oh, a weird thing. Yeah. Like I've, I've been with guys that are like skinnier than me and I'm totally okay with it. So me thinking like you're going to be with like this brawny Jason Momoa athletic vibe. You're like, actually, I want a Tim Burton character. No, well, I might. Like, I don't know. I actually have no type physically. Like, it's so strange. But if, I you, could, really, if like, you could have, like, your, like, dream fantasy, you're going to be with, like, an Edward Scissorhands vibes. 
Do you mean Edward Cullen, the vampire, or literally Edward Scissorhands? (laughs) (laughs) I guess Edward Cullen would be more your speed, but I just went right to like Tim Burton Scissorhands. I like like pale. I like something someone that totally contrasts me. I feel like I'm like kind of like curvy, like tan girl. I like like a scrawny blonde guy. Yeah, that's so super translucent. Yeah, (laughs) Edward Cullen. I'm not mad at that. If your belly button had a magical power, any power when you press your belly button, what would you make your belly button do? I'd want to, this is so weird. I'd want to be able to completely refresh and go to my prime sober self. <laughs> so like, oh. let's say I'm like super, I'm a little too drunk at a bar or something. I want to completely reset, press the belly button. We're back. We're ready. We're in. Oh, that's a brilliant answer. Or like, I just went on a run. I'm gross, but I have to like go on this podcast. Like, boom, I'm ready. I don't have to do my full shower. I have extremely curly hair. It takes me a while to like get presentable. Sure. And I just want to be able to do that. I would save so much time. Oh, that's (laughs) such a smart answer. I love it. You you. want to go back to your factory settings. Literally, I want to restore to factory settings. And I'm sure people say like really good things like, I don't know, cure world hunger. I'm like, I just want to smell good. Yeah, I just want to smell (laughs) good and have a nice blowout. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Yeah, that makes sense. What would be your last meal on death row? Pasta, like meat sauce, gnocchi. Maybe, yes, just like really heavy pasta is like my dream. I I do want specifics because I I love me some pasta. So are we talking a penne? Are we going with a red sauce, a pesto, a white sauce? What are we, an Alfredo? Do you like it more of like a ranchy vibe? What are we going with? So I said bolognese before. I think this is just, I'm just off the dome talking about what I'm craving right now. I would go (laughs) pesto gnocchi. I had the best pesto gnocchi the last time I went to Italy and I just like, I still think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Do you ever make your own pasta? Have you ever done that? No. What what am I, a wizard? No. no it's not. not that hard. It's not. No, I've made my own pasta. I mean, would, it, would it taste as good as the restaurant down the street? Like, absolutely not. And it would take me hours. It takes it me does. so long to do anything. I like it to outsource things that aren't my core competencies. Like, That's true. The chef down the street is so much better than I'll ever be. You could buy a homemade type pasta, yeah, and get it at home and then just make your own yeah. sauce. When are you most inspired? When I'm in a new setting. So I feel like, with work from home and stuff. And I'm always in my room, in my office. Like, and then I just recently went to Chicago and I like just being in a new space. I think of so many content ideas. I think of business ideas. I like, I'm just like totally opened to new realities and possibilities. That's such a simple answer, but like just changing up my routine is so important to be inspired and open to new creative outlets. Oh yeah, absolutely. What is a movie that is a mood changer for you? This is a movie you've seen more than once. The type of movie you can quote. I'm not going to ask you to quote it, though. But it could be an upper, a downer, like whatever. If you're going to throw Schindler's List my way, heavy. But you can go to a dark place, queen, whenever you want. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. About time. Wait, is that the one with Rachel McAdams? Yes. And the guy is, he can basically, like, redo a day. He can go back and then... The learning from the end was just like, I could cry just like talking about it. The, lear- the learning from the end was like, wake up and live your day like you would want to. So you don't, you, you don't have to redo it. Like he's like, then I, I stopped going back in time because I just, I would wake up and seize the day. And I thought it was just so inspiring. And it was like a love story and made me cry. <laughs> Makes I me cried cry. too. Yeah. I yeah. completely forgot how much I love that movie. I don't think I've thought about it since I've seen it like five years ago. And it's so good. So good. Yeah. Great soundtrack too. Thank you for that. Yeah, about time. Loved it. What is your top love language? Are you familiar with the love languages? Of course I am. All right, so we just to refresh, we have acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, and quality time. What is your best way of receiving it and giving it? Yes, receiving is physical touch. It's just always been that way. I just like love holding hands with my partner. Like I just want them close to me physically at all times. Giving, I think, is probably acts of service. I like to do nice things for my partner, like I and my like friends. I don't know if love languages can expand into friendships and stuff. Oh yeah, and absolutely. In different ways. I don't like physical touch with my friends. I literally don't like even. I they can't touch me ever. What? But it's so weird. Like it's so weird. But Wait, I think you don't like your friends to hug up both. on you? No, I'll hug and like of course. But 
when my friends are like, let's cuddle. I'm like, no, like, I'll, like, I don't, it's so strange. I don't want to cuddle my friends. I want to like, I want to cuddle my boyfriend. And then yeah, acts of service, like just little things doing, I just like making people's life easier or better is how I give love. Yeah. What is the last show that you binge watched? I watch so much TV. Oh my God. Oh God. Okay. Then this is a great one to ask you then. Yes. Well, currently watching White Lotus season two. I don't know when uh, this is dropping. So good. Oh my gosh. I watched The Watcher with Jennifer oh, Coolidge. Yeah. Yeah. In in one day. So did you love good. it? I liked it. It was so intrigued. But then at the end, they're like, and the wait, can I say it? Spoiler alert, but yeah, go ahead. Spoiler. And the end, they're like, and the Watcher case was never solved. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? I was so bummed. I've given so much time to this. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, no one knows who's writing them creepy letters. A little bit of a letdown. But White Lotus with Jennifer Coolidge is not disappointing season two. And they're showing dicks. Like, there's dicks in it. There's nudity. There's full frontal. Full, yeah. yeah, Refreshing. And I I always joke with my friends. I have a very creative mind, but, like, I always, whenever they're like, what do you think is going to happen? My mind goes to the darkest, creepiest, most perverted sexual way, like <laughs> space. And they're like, what? Not, why did you think that was going to happen? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Sorry. That's just what, uh, what? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was my prediction. I thought we were just giving our predictions. <laughs> like, like, I, Jesus, like, Natalie. They're like, whoa, this isn't like a horror. <laughs> so bad. They're anyway. like, yeah, she's yeah. going to end up in a chopped up in a glad bag thrown in the ocean. You're like, <laughs> okay. They're like, this just... is a comedy. Okay. What is something that people commonly get wrong about you? I think people just, I'll say like fans and followers, there's like, you know, over 800,000 people that follow me across platforms and they view me as corporate Natalie, yeah. which of course is what they see. I think just that I am such a multifaceted person. My humor is like, it takes on so many different angles. Like I'm not this buttoned up corporate person. I'm super fun. I Yeah, like, you don't I'm sound dating, corporate at all. I'm not corporate at all. There's and sometimes so when you talk probably, to someone who's in the thick of it and like they live that yeah. life and they even speak with like, you know, per my last text message type per of Per my vibe. last, what I just said, just my aforementioned. Yeah. What? What are you saying? Yeah. yeah. No, so I'm not, I'm not very buttoned up. I'm like young and fun and it's just funny that I'm perceived as corporate Natalie. <laughs> oh yeah. Love that. All right. What are the top two songs on your playlist right now? <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert, Money Longer. Great. <laughs> and Jocelyn by Olivia O'Brien. Oh, I don't know that song. I'm also an Apple Music user. Is Same. that a trigger? Oh, no, is that a trigger? <laughs> Some people are like really triggered by that. I don't know why. Yeah. Listen, okay. Is there a reason why you're on Apple Music as opposed to Spotify? Yes, there's a very clear reason. And it's that my parents still pay for the plan. So I'm not, I'm not changing a thing. I'm not yeah. changing a thing. I can listen to music. Great. For free. Amazing. I'm yeah. done. Oh my God. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Spotify though. I will say the playlists that they suggest are better. I do prefer Apple music, but I have both. Yeah. I'm a bougie bitch. And I, Love that. I do have both only because I like my, and actually I have Apple music, Spotify, and just because my dad has a really good playlist on Pandora. <laughs> I love that. Not even know Pandora was still a thing, but my dad is obsessed with Pandora. And I love he's that. given me some great playlists. And music is, I listen to music for everything. There's never a time in my life when I don't have something playing. Anyway, when you die and come back to this world, Natalie, let's say you believe in reincarnation. What would mm -hmm. you like to come back to this world as? If you had to choose one animal, what animal would that reincarnation be? Oh, for you? an animal. I'm like thinking, I'm like, I'm going to be just a shy girl who's just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what animal? Dolphin. Wow. Dolphins are like so free and they have like true companionship. They actually like mate for pleasure. That's such a weird thing. One of the only mammals that could actually have sex for pleasure. And yeah. they've, they've actually raped a few humans. There's been some dolphin rapings out there. Okay, well, hopefully I don't come <laughs> back as a dolphin rapist. Ideally, just sort of a free, free-spirited dolphin. <laughs> Natalie, your face is like, what the f***? 
<laughs> oh my god! I thought what I said was weird, and then you topped it. Thank God, I'm, oh. I'm absolved. <laughs> Dolphins are brilliant, though, and no, they're very sweet, but they can be very aggressive too, which I love. And so I like that you picked a dolphin because my number one animal I'm obsessed with and would come back to this world that we'd be swimming together, Queen, is an orca, an orca whale. I love Oh, we'd killer be, whales. We'd be swimming together. We'll be we, swimming together. We sure would. We'd be in captivity at SeaWorld just I hoping to it. get out. That would be our life. Yeah, yeah I want to be a dolphin in captivity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to be amazing. at SeaWorld. <laughs> I want to be a trapped dolphin that doesn't know what the real world is. Uh, <laughs> here at the Low Life Podcast, the episode comes out on Thursdays. And so we always like to leave the listeners with some sort of a high note or a low note, but some words to live by. So if there's any quote or something you tell yourself on the regular, it could be a, like an inspirational thing, a Maya Angelou vibe, or I don't know, whatever you want, but just something to leave the listeners with going into the weekend. That's amazing. I think your relationship with yourself is the most important thing. You have only yourself to live with for the rest of your life. And through Corporate Natalie, I think I've gotten more confident and loving of myself and accepting of myself. Mm. And I think just... If you don't love yourself, making that a priority, maybe heading into 2023 of what are you going to do to get to a place that you're just, you look in the mirror and you're just happy with the person you are. It's so important. So just love yourself. Oh, that's a beautiful (laughs) note to end this podcast on. Thank you for being here. I will link everywhere that people can follow you on IG and Instagram, your new business as well. We'll link it all here so that everybody can keep in touch with you and check you out. But thank you for coming on the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was such a fun combo. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We got some very special guests coming in hot for you, my kings and queens. I am so excited for next week's guest. Oh, Kathy Heller. She is a brilliant business mind, a thought leader. She is inspirational. She's soulful, thoughtful. And it was the perfect conversation to have going into 2023, kicking off the new year. A lot of us can feel depressed right now or we're in a rut. Kathy Heller is that person you need, that friend in your life that will give you that push in the right direction that says the perfect thing to get you out of that rut, to help you get to the next level in your life, to level up. So we are going to be leveling up next week with Kathy Heller. Stay tuned for that. I love doing this podcast. I'm having so much fun with it. Literally couldn't do it without you, though, the listener. So thank you so much for supporting this little engine that could or couldn't at times. (laughs) Thank you so much for supporting it, sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, your loved ones. It really helps. And the best way to make a difference on this podcast, to impact it, is to actually leave a review on Apple Podcast. These reviews on Apple Podcasts can be anything you want them to be. You can leave me a little deck emoji, throw some salsa dancers, unicorns, tamales my way. You could actually write something. This week, I have a specific question that I would love for you to answer in the review section. I'm doing some research on dating and dating deal breakers. And so I'd love to know, what are some of your dating deal breakers? What's a big red flag for you? Everybody has different answers, a different perspective, a lens that they're looking at life through. And so I would love to know, what are some major red flag dating deal breakers? A line in the sand type of a moment for you. Please let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. And if you want a chance to win a little something, something, put your Instagram handle in that review when you answer the question, because you might just be winning a little something, something from the Low Life Gifting Suite. It is still open for business. I'm sending out gifts to my listeners who are the backbone of this podcast, the people who took the time to leave that review on Apple Podcasts. I'm picking people at random and sending them hyaluronic serums, beauty products I love, shit you didn't know you needed off of Amazon that really has helped my life and it's going to help your life too. Gas cards, gift cards, gifts from our sponsors. I love treats and I want to give them to you. So if you want a chance to win something, make sure you put your Instagram handle somewhere in the review section of Apple Podcast. I want to shout out some low lifers who took the time to leave a review. First one up is coming in hot from at Whitney Fuller. Whitney Fuller writes, five stars highlight of my week. I look forward to your new episodes every week. They lift my spirits and make me laugh out loud. You put a smile on this tired teacher's face and get me ready for the crazy day ahead. Keep shining. Oh, Whitney Fuller, you are shaping the minds and impacting the lives of our future generation. I have a very big soft spot when it comes to teachers. I love them so much. Thank you for helping shape our youth and giving us a better world for tomorrow. We all have that one teacher, if you're lucky, maybe even two, that really made an impact on your life. And I loved Mrs. Walden, my fifth grade teacher. 
oh, she was such an angel, just the sweetest woman. And when I was getting bullied and kids were being really mean to me, she would let me sit in there and have lunch with her. And she always smelled like cigarettes mixed with white diamonds. And I just loved her. She'd play the piano. We'd listen to the carpenters together. And she kept me safe from the assholes who were bullying me. All right, next review is coming from Trista Lynn 711. Trista Lynn 711 writes, Size queen. <laughs> I love it. She's a size queen. Five stars. I just wanted to leave a review. No matter the size, Lil always leaves me wanting for more. Thank you for that, queen. <laughs> I love you and that big dick energy. Trista Lynn 711. Thank you, queen. All right, we have time for one more review, and this one is coming in hot from at Britt M. Johnston. Britt M. Johnston writes, My go-to podcast every week, five stars. Hey, Lo, just wanted to get this show on your radar. I just finished binge-watching season one and two. It's called Truth Be Told. It's on Apple TV. Highly recommend. The synopsis, it's a murder case that propelled a true crime podcaster to nationwide fame, comes back to haunt her when new evidence arises that suggests her original suspect may have been wrongfully convicted. Love always, Britt M. Johnston. Cheers, Queen. Oh my God, I'm so into this. Yes, please. God, I wish that was my story. I'd love to be a true crime podcaster. I throw a little true crime in the mix here on The Low Life, but I love a true crime podcast, and this is right up my alley. I will be watching Truth Be Told on Apple TV. Thank you for the suggestion, Queen. And on that note, I hope you have a beautiful, relaxing weekend ahead. Take some time to unwind, go outside, have a nice walk, apply your serums, drink your lemon water, have a glass of wine, enjoy an edible or two, watch a good show, make yourself a delicious cocktail, a margarita with tahine around the rim, masturbate, do the absolute bare minimum, but don't forget to drink your water, puta. We, we love, love you. you, and we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Over there we do.